Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com and welcome to the fitness show. So I'm just popping in today because I think some of you need to hear from me. It is officially December 2nd and uh, some of you are going to be on the course for falling apart with your fitness and your health. And then some of you are really hyper motivated to get to the new year thinner, not fatter. And I'm in that camp. That's where I want to be. I want to hit uh, New Year's Eve and think, hot damn, look at me. I'm way better than I was on Thanksgiving Day. Certainly way better than I was on December 1st. So uh, yeah, let's go. We talk a lot about running and racing. And I love that because that's a big part of uh, my career and my community and who I am and what I love. But the thing that I am is fitness, right? And so sometimes I feel like, gosh, we just have to talk about fitness because some of you may not be super happy with where you are right now. And I have the great gift of helping you get happy with who you are. And so I'm going to start by saying, excuse my appearance. I'm scraggly today, super scraggly, but I just thought, I don't care. I want to talk to them about fitness. So we're just going to go for it. Um, while I'm chatting, if you want feel free to use the comment section to ask questions or just to say hi, which I always love. When you say hi, you might need to include your name just because uh, sometimes the streaming software doesn't tell me who you are. It says mystery user, like Facebook user. But um, yeah, so the holidays are coming or the holidays are here. And with it comes all sorts of challenges, right? People are going to start inviting you to lots of parties and they're going to start bringing batches of brownies over to your house or your office because they love you. And while that seems nice, it's not always so nice, right? Because if you're trying to, I don't know, get a little leaner or just not get any worse and somebody shows up with a basket of cookies that you love that are so pretty that are saying, shove me in your mouth, you may have some willpower you need to exert and nobody wants to do that. I tell you what, I'm a lean girl. I'm super fit. And the reason is, is because I don't keep a bunch of cookies and candies around that are um, enticing to me. I, I remove those obstacles and that makes my life easier. If I only have tangerines on the counter, I'm probably only going to uh, eat the tangerine. So um, here's some friends. Hi, Rob. Good to see you again. Uh, Christy Marriott, who I love from Monterey. So fancy. Oh my gosh. That's the best place. I can't wait to get back there. So yes, you're going to hit, be hit with all sorts of obstacles this month. And I just kind of want to talk you through it because you're going to come face to face with some pigs in the blanket really soon. <gasps> That's true. And then you're going to come face to face. You're going to have to stare some fancy alcoholic beverage right in the face and, or a bartender, maybe a hot bartender. <laughs> You're going to have to make some decisions. And so I really want you to make the decisions that are good to you because uh, your health matters. And too often people wait until something goes terribly wrong with their health before they decide that their health is important, right? And so um, some people wait for that cancer diagnosis or MS and they go, oh, I just want to be healthy. That's right. When something horrible happens to you or you're diagnosed with something horrible, all you care about is your health, right? So if you get hit by a bus and all your bones are broken, all you want to do is be healthy again. Don't wait. Don't wait for that to happen. Take your health seriously now. And I think when you're healthy, 
I don't think that's a, that's a stupid thing to say. I know when you're healthy, everything in your world improves. Your, your relationships improve because you feel good about you. You wake up instead of looking in the mirror and thinking, damn it. You go, hot damn, that's me. I'm so happy to be me. And then you start off a little brighter and cheerier. You feel better about you. You stand up taller. Your back feels better because your confidence is high and your posture is straight. And then people respect you more and you have better experiences at work and you have better experiences at home because unfit people, I tell you what, if you are unfit, I'm sure someone thinks you're a cranky pants. Someone's looking at you thinking, oh, I just don't like him or her today because it's not, you know, it's not very delightful to be around people who don't take care of themselves, not because they don't have redeeming qualities to share, but because usually if they feel bad, they feel bad. And then they put ugliness out there, whether it's jealousy or whether they're just in a foul mood because their back hurts because they haven't been taking care of themselves. So um, the more you focus on you, not selfish mom. So don't give me, I have kids. I can't exercise. Baloney. You have kids. You need to exercise. Those kids are going to want you there when they're 30 and 50 and 60. And if you take care of yourself now, you will be able to be there with them when they are old and gray. And that's kind of where this is all going, right? Being fit is not selfish. Being fit is generous. It makes not only you better for you, which, hey, if you're not going to take care of yourself, nobody is. Um, but it also makes you better for everybody else, for your family, for your neighbors, for your boss, for your coworkers, for your clients and customers. When you take care of you, you are better in every regard. And so December 2nd, things are going to start hitting the fan and I need you to make some really good decisions. So I'm starting with a link I'm going to share. It's the exact formula for weight loss. Now, we don't always have to talk about weight loss, but the weight is probably the number one issue people go to fitness professionals for and say, help me, I need to lose between one and 1,000 pounds. You pick your number, but you may fall into the category of people that want to lose between one and 1,000. If that is you, utilize the exact formula for weight loss. Remember, I'm the girl. I will never sell you a diet. I will never steer you, steer you towards a diet because diets are dumb. They are temporary measures that only lead to temporary success and long-term frustration, long-term failure. And so if somebody told you to do keto or do the cabbage soup diet or, or buy some pills, whatever, stiff arm them like you are a Heisman Trophy winner and go the other way. You have to instead learn how to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be. And that's right there in the formula. It is free. It is factual. It is scientifically based and it's easy and it works. And I love that when I post the exact formula for weight loss, online. People who have already used it say it's so easy and this is a lifelong commitment and I've had so much success and it's free. Remember, I'm giving it all away. I'm giving fitness information away for free. So use it. And, and you know, when you feel frustrated, don't go looking in the other directions. There is nothing at the store that is going to help you lose weight other than exercise equipment, right? There is no packaged food product with the word weight loss on it that will actually help you lose weight. So again, if I had the apple and I, here's an apple, do you want it? No. But if I put the word weight loss apple on it, do you want it? Actually sounds a little more enticing, right? There's no such thing as a weight loss apple or a weight loss bar or a weight loss shake. None of that exists. So don't ever, ever, ever give your money or throw your money away on those products because they're garbage, right? Even 
they just are garbage. So anything that says diet, anything that says weight loss is off the table. It's not an option for you because you're too smart. So someone just said, hi, hello, mystery friend. Go ahead and put your name in there so I can see who you are. Uh, but yeah, so we're not going to use the weight loss stuff. You're going to read the exact formula for weight loss. If you've read it before and you're like, I know it, fine, read it again. Trust me, there's information in there that'll make you go, oh yeah, I forgot. And then all of a sudden you get motivated to start making progress again. And I love progress. I love progress. You know, so many people, maybe you're the sales employee of the year and you get a big plaque and that makes you proud and good for you. That's a good reason to be proud. But for me, my awards come with healthy people who love the skin they're in and feel great about their body and have energy and are lacking pain. Those are my rewards. So when one of you folks reach out and says, hey, I, I use the formula and I'm feeling great and this is my success. That, that's what I, I strive for. Okay. Why is healthy eating considered dieting? That Andrew, I'm so glad you asked the question. And if you go to fitness.com, what you'll find is I don't allow the word diet on my website unless I'm trashing diets. I do not identify the word diet with healthy eating. I think they're completely separate beasts and maybe it's semantics. But so many people attach dieting to restrictions, extreme restrictions and suffering. I don't, I don't go there. And so many nutritionists will say, oh, you have to have a healthy diet. I don't do that. That's not, um, I think it's misleading and it steers people towards thinking diets are okay. So diets, again, temporary measures that yield temporary results and long-term suffering and frustration. I do not like the word diets unless I'm picking on diets. Then I'm like, yeah, diets are dumb. And I could pick on all the diets. Give me, give me a diet and I'll trash it for you right away. I'm happy to do it. But yeah, Andrew, I do not like associating the word diet with healthy eating. I think they're completely separate. And with the exact formula for weight loss, it's your caloric budget. You're basically setting your thermostat. So you walk into the house and it's 100 degrees. You've been on vacation. You come home. It's summer. Your house is 100 degrees. You set the thermostat to 78. Your house doesn't, boom, become 78. Your AC works hard and eventually your house cools off. Well, the exact formula is you choosing your caloric budget to meet your physical goals. And when you stick with that caloric budget over time, your body gets towards um, that size you've chosen to be. It works every time, 100%. It's, it's a fail-proof plan. And again, it's science. So you just decide what uh, foods to eat with your caloric budget and you make it happen. It's a little trial and error. You usually learn things along the way once you adopt the formula. But yeah, I don't like the word diet unless we're picking on diets. And if you want to pick on diets, feel free to use the comment, com the comment section to trash them all. Uh, nothing pleases me more. That's kind of like a great holiday uh, fun game for me. Let's trash diet. So you're going to use the formula. And ideally, once you adopt adopt the formula, you never leave it, right? So you're if you want to weigh 157 pounds for life, your caloric budget is 1,570 calories, and you eat that almost every day for the rest of your life. You never go back to be a 2,500 calorie a day person. And then if you do, you'll be a 250 pound person. Those are those are your choices. So you're learning to eat within your boundaries. And um, that's long term. Also, the thing we want you to do is exercise often, right? So your eating habits dictate your size. And, and proof of this 
is how many overweight and obese marathoners we know. Now, I'm not slamming them. I'm saying, hey, now go out and exercise. This is great what you've accomplished. But if exercise were the thing that dictated your weight, well, we wouldn't see any obese marathoners now, would we? But we do. Why? Because they haven't figured out the eating part or they haven't committed to the eating part. And so your consumption habits, that's food and that's alcohol or caloric beverages, that dictates your size, your weight. Your exercise dictates your ability, your mobility, your resiliency. You cannot be fit without exercise. You can be small without exercise. And so those are are really two different things. You have to put them together to be truly fit. You know, if you're a marathoner who eats lots of junk and drinks lots, well, of course, you're going to be at risk for cirrhosis and diabetes and heart disease. So, So nutrition and exercise are both important. But I want you to realize that eating habits dictate your size. Now, exercise, I don't think anybody can truly be fabulous long term without exercise. And so you've got four different categories of exercise I want you to commit to. And they're not all running. That's right. Some people are like, ah, running, running, running. Okay, I love running too. I love running. However, that's not it. If you are a marathon, say you're an ultra marathoner, we're going to go a farm beyond. You have done bad water. You've run over 100 miles out in the desert. But if you can't do five push-ups, you don't qualify as fit. What? I know. You could run a million miles. But if you can't touch your toes and you can't do push-ups, you are not fit. And so to actually qualify as fit, and I think that trumps athletic, you need to be uh, successful or have some sort of proficiency in four different categories. It can't just be you're great at yoga and that's all you do. Yay for you if you're great at yoga, but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't provide you with all the benefits of fitness that you need to actually have that uh, credential of being a fit person. So cardio, respiratory, yes. And that is any exercise that makes you huff and puff. And so dancing, if you're doing it vigorously and you get your heart rate up, yes, that's cardio. If you're swimming aggressively, yes. Running, cross-country skiing, sex, uh, jump roping, whatever. I don't care what you do as long as it's making you huff and puff. Boom, cardiorespiratory. Do that for an extended period and challenge your heart, challenge your lungs. Those organs are pretty top notch when it comes to priorities. Then, yes, cardio fitness right there. And then next is strength. You want your body to be able to lift itself up, right? So, getting on, get on the ground, sit down, and then stand up without using your hand. Let's see if you can do that. If you can do that, strength, lower body strength, core strength. That's probably one of your. Um, great attributes. But yeah, strength allows you to lift, push, pull uh, with success and also without getting hurt. And so I want you to be able to do those things. And it's not only enough to have a great booty because you do lots of squats. If you want to be strong, you should focus on all your muscles. You should focus on your shoulders and your lats and your biceps and uh, your anterior tibialis. What is that? Oh my gosh, it's important. You should look it up. Your neck should be strong. If you were if you do abdominal exercises from a prone position, lying or not prone, if you're lying on your back lifting, that actually strengthens your neck muscles. So if you get in a little simple fender bender, you won't end up with whiplash. So strength all over really will go a long way. So we have cardio, we have strength. You can do that with body weight exercises, bands, uh, medicine balls, kettlebells, kettlebells, dumbbells, cables, Nautilus style equipment. I don't care. Just make yourself stronger. And usually those exercises require you to 
uh, grunts a little bit. If you're swinging around five pound dumbbells that feel easy and you can do it for an hour, you're not getting stronger. Strength training usually requires you to uh, grunt when you're pushing yourself that you know you're challenging your muscles appropriately. And then we have flexibility. And why does that matter? Well, being mobile matters. It allows you to go through a full range of motions comfortably. And the more flexible you are, the less likely you are to experience sprains, strains, and tears. Nobody likes tearing and spraining muscles. I don't. So the more flexible you are, the, the further your body can go in a variety of directions, the less likely you are to become injured or tight or hunched over this posture right here. Not sexy. Boom, right there. If you have good flexibility in your chest, hot, hot. Okay, we've got a hello there. Dana! Dana is my newest race director. I'm super excited to work for Dana. She uh, is putting on the Rocket City Marathon in a week and a half. And I will be there with Rudy to make lots of happy noise. We are going to Rocket in Huntsville, Alabama. Thrilled. I cannot wait. And they have this super fun comic book theme because it's Rocket City and there's a big adventure all of our athletes are going to go on. So please come join us at Rocket City Marathon and Dwayne. That's right. Oh, Dwayne doesn't need to listen to this. Good. (laughs) Uh, So where was I going with that? Okay. We have cardio, we have strength, we have flexibility. And the last pillar of fitness that you need to focus on, I say need, I mean it. You need to focus on is balance. And why do we focus on balance? Why is balance important? So we don't fall down. That's right. So we do not fall down. And unless you like falling down, don't do balance. No, you have to do balance training. And so balance training can be as simple as standing on one foot. You stand there. If that feels easy for you, stand on one foot, close your eyes. Once you close your eyes, all of a sudden, you'll feel your body start to engage, your hips, your abdominals. Everything will start to work a little harder because you don't have that ability to Focus on that object to keep you still. So close your eyes. You can stand on a pillow. That will make things challenging. You could flap your wings up and down. That will challenge your balance. But you should focus on your balance. And here's the deal. We all have an elderly person in our life that we worry about falling, right? Falls are the number one cause of premature death for our senior citizens. It's unfortunate. They fall, they break their hip, things hit the fan, and they're gone. You could have a mostly healthy elderly person fall down and disappear three days later. Why? Because they had poor balance. And you don't start training for balance when you're 83. You start training for balance when you're 20 and 30, and you just continue doing this. And then you never have to worry about being unstable. I tell you what, as a grown-up, I have fallen a couple of times and ouch, it is so much less fun to fall as a grown-up than it is to fall as a little kid. You know, when you're a kid, you fall frequently and it's no big deal. As a grown-up, you hit the asphalt or concrete or tile. Holy crap. It is jarring and unpleasant. So work on your balance. And here's the other thing. When you do single leg exercises, such as lunges, (coughs) excuse me, that's working your balance too. So anytime you're on one foot, you're working your balance. Uh, So yes, cardio, strength, flexibility, balance. You have to do all four elements of fitness, of uh, exercise to qualify as fit. Again, you could be a marathoner and not qualify as fit. That is so weird. That is so wrong. So 
So branch out a little bit. So again, we're focusing on December, getting to New Year's Eve, fitter, not fatter, staying there for life. And this is interesting. Where was I? Oh, yesterday I was a guest on a news segment out of Missouri. And I was talking about being fitter, not fatter. And the anchor, she said, Fitz, have you ever met a person that has lost weight during the holidays? And I said, all of my people do. All of my people get better throughout the holidays. Why? Because they laser focus. They know they're in a sketchy situation and there's going to be all of these um, potholes, meaning parties and junk food and baking and alcohol. And my people, they know better and they focus and I continue to poke them in the chest and they get through it better. I can't tell you how many people have come out on January 1st and say, Fitz, I've lost 15 pounds since Thanksgiving. And wouldn't you rather be that guy? And the guy who said, oh, I gained 12. I mean, there's, yes, yes, success does exist during the holidays. And it's actually my favorite day of the year is where so many people in the world are claiming January 1st is their restart because they've screwed themselves up. My people are coming out of the woodwork saying, hell yeah, they're pumping their fists because they have done so much good for themselves. It really makes me very proud. All right, Stacy Sizemore, my Boston buddy who just scored an awesome PR at Route 66 Marathon about a week and a half ago. She says she definitely has to start working on her flexibility and eating habits. Yeah. Okay. I love food too. Food is good, right? Um, but donuts, they're your sometimes food. We call them sometimes food. They're not off limits. If you were on a diet, they would be off limits. Don't ever. But you're a grown up. You'll have your caloric budget. Hopefully you checking out the link. And um, you use that to your advantage and you decide what fun foods you want to have. Uh, but yeah, work on the flexibility. This is interesting, at least to me. When I was training for Boston, because I was so aggressive with my strength training and my flexibility, I stuck with my mileage. I did all the mileage I had committed to do, but I strength trained every other day aggressively and I stretched multiple times a day aggressively. I had no pain. I had absolutely no pain while training. And uh, I came out of Boston like a superstar with with no no hiccups in my giddy up because I committed to those things. So Stacy, yes, strength, strength training, stretching, and then of course, balance training because you don't want to fall down while you're running a race. That would be silly. All right. So we've talked about our eating habits. We've talked about those four pillars of fitness. And normally throughout the year, I tell folks that you should exercise most days of the week. I, I'm reasonable. I don't expect everybody to do it every day. I don't even exercise every day, but most days, that's four to six, maybe seven on a good week. But during the holidays, I want you to exercise every day. I want you to commit to every day in December, getting out and doing something. Now, that could be you swim a mile every day. All right, that's hardcore, but go ahead. Or it could be you go out and you walk your dog quickly for 30 minutes or you dance. You have a big dance party in your house. Remember, a sweaty dance party. But whatever, you have to do 30 minutes per day throughout December. And why? Because I know that you're going to be hit with those temptations. And you may succumb to some of them, and that's okay. But I think exercising daily is just going to give you that cushion to prevent you from getting to New Year's, fat or not fitter. So daily exercise. And now we got a couple more strategies. Um, first of all, alcohol. 
does not go hand in hand with a fit lean body. There's a few weirdos who can do it. Good for them. But for the rest of us, alcohol is really a limiting factor in getting a body that we love, that works properly, and we feel great about. Um, it's not that one drink will take you down. But the more alcohol you have, the more lax you get with your eating habits, right? You're in your second beer and you're thinking, well, I don't need to stick with my caloric budget. I'm going to have some more of those wings, right? Mm -mm -mm, wings. Oh, and there's fried pickles. I'm going to have extra ones of those. And then when you wake up after a night of drinking, you're probably not going to want to get up and exercise. I mean, it just really, it changes who you are. Alcohol, usually adds a lot of calories. Even if it's just one drink, it will change your behaviors. And so I see a lot of people trying to accomplish major weight loss and they're still including alcohol. They they really don't mesh. I would love to see more people to commit to sobriety. Sobriety, right? It's a good thing. And 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 there's one thing to be so sober for life. That's a that's a big commitment and it's not a bad one. But then maybe you could be the guy who could have half a beer every now and then. And uh, and it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to drink heavily. Uh, I, I think it becomes problematic. I know it becomes problematic if alcohol is a real part of your life. So if you're someone who's trying to accomplish great things with your weight loss or your fitness, you probably should lay off the liquor, lay off the beer, and maybe maybe schedule that um, for Lent while everybody else is giving stuff up. You're going to have another cocktail. Maybe you're just going to give yourself these four months to be awesome. But yeah, alcohol really diminishes your efforts with fitness and, of course, your health. There's there's There are some benefits to something like red wine, but really, I don't know what the benefits to tequila are. In fact, I've sworn tequila off forever. I was a very fun college student and tequila... <laughs> no longer my friend. I've sworn it off forever. Okay. The more beer I drink, the more veggies. I don't believe that at all, Andrew. I think you are playing Pinocchio with me. There's no way some drunk guy is like, hey, can somebody find me a rutabaga or some zucchini? That doesn't happen. So uh, yeah, not buying it, Andrew. <laughs> You're cut off. All right. And then the next thing we're talking about alcohol is let's talk about the parties. Parties are great. I want you to go to parties. And what I want you to think about, program yourself when you go to a party, is focus on having fun. I know. What a, what a novel concept. I want you to focus on actually having fun. So when you get to a party, you know, the buffet is not going to make you laugh. The buffet is not going to brighten your world and give you fond memories forever. The buffet could take you down, can make you better. It's, it's, there's a bunch of options, but I want you to not focus on food when you go to the party. I want you to focus on the party. So, um, dance. Lots of parties include dancing. Even if that party doesn't include dancing, I want you to start shaking your thing. You can play some music on your phone and whatever. See if it works. See if maybe you could get your coworkers to, uh, I don't know, do the <laughs> cha-cha slide in the middle of your office. But yeah, you can focus on doing something like that. I think dancing is a great idea. It's interesting. Uh, about a month or so ago, I went to my girlfriend, Kim. She has a beach house. Very fancy. And there was a fundraising uh night out that me and Kim and a few other girls went to and there was a band and there was dancing and we didn't dance. And it's been a month and I still regret it. What was I 
thinking? Why would I go to a party where there's a band and dancing and I didn't dance? What a, what a dummy. It just made no sense. And so, um, I, we sat and chatted and we had a cocktail and I blew it. I just really, I look back and think, why would I go out for a night of fun and then not go have the fun being offered? And so for starters, if you're at a party and there's dancing, do the dancing. Even if you're a terrible dancer, nobody cares. People just want others to be celebratory and um, spontaneous. So that'll be you. I don't care if you have rhythm or not. The other thing is if there's karaoke, do it. If Even if you have a bad voice, do it. If they're playing cornhole, do it. Whatever the party offers in the category of fun, do that thing. Do not sit against the wall and fill up your plate from the buffet. That's totally contradictory to your goals. And so the buffet will be there. Either you can eat a healthy meal before you get to the party so you won't be tempted. And you can bring a healthy dish so you have something trustworthy that you can enjoy without breaking your caloric bank. Or you can just plan to choose wisely, eat to satisfy your hunger. I mean, you got to have food and um, keep it within your caloric budget. And then you got to walk away from the buffet. You can't lean next to the buffet. Don't sit in the kitchen. Don't be that person. That leads to gorging and regret. And so find the actual fun. It's, it's funny when people go on a cruise, for example, they think they're going to eat. They're going to... Um, you know, it's an expensive thing. So they're going to get their money's worth in food. No, you won't. You'll never get your money's worth. And and think about the vacations you've had in the past. Do you ever look back fondly on the rice you consume? I, I had such good rice on that cruise. Nobody, nobody does that. And so eat because you're a human and you need nourishment, but then focus on the fun. Go make memories. Do things outside your comfort zone be actually leisurely or be entertaining and pursue entertainment. Go do the other stuff because the food really isn't what um, isn't what we show up for, right? I don't think so. Don't be that guy. That's not why you're here watching me. Um, if you want somebody to tell you to gorge, go elsewhere. <laughs> I'm here to give you a kick in the can to be the fun guy at the party, to sing really loud. Um, and then the next great pitfall with the holidays is the baking. And, and I'm one of those people, along with many of you, I like to bake. I enjoy the process. I don't bake very fancy stuff, but the kids and I, we get the rolls and we roll out the dough and we cut shapes and we paint the cookies with the frosting. And, and it's a very fun thing to do. However, I'm way too smart to leave piles of cookies or brownies or cakes or baked goods in the house. So here's the thing. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. If you can make a healthier version of whatever you love, great. Use the applesauce. Use the Splenda versus sugar. There's a lot of opportunity for the for you to do a healthier version. But even with that, usually uh, there's just too much. And so you got to give it away. Maybe you stop by and bring a Ziploc bag full of something nice to each of the neighbors in your building or the neighbors in your uh, neighborhood. But you cannot leave them at your house. And if you don't want to give them away, throw it away. Ah, and I, I tick people off when I suggest that. But when you bake uh, something sweet and sugary, it, we're not concerned about those starving in Africa. How dare you throw out the 
uh, cheesecake, really what you're doing is preventing yourself from overdoing it and, and living with the regret and the hard work it takes to undo what you've done because you've eaten all the food on the counter or all the, all the baked goods in your fridge. And so throw it the hell away. Most of it's just a con uh, combination of butter, lard, sugar, salt. Get rid of it. Just get rid of it. And while I told you to give it away, uh, I actually don't love it when people give the gifts of unhealthy food. Why? Because the recipient may also be concerned about their health. Think about it. You have your doctor's office and you love Dr. Saul. He's the greatest doctor ever. And so you're going to come and bring him a tray of sugary lard. How generous is that to Dr. Saul? And worst of all, his staff. There's usually a pack of women and sometimes men, but they don't want to sit in the office staring at yummy, delicious baked goods they really shouldn't have too much of. It's kind of inconsiderate and harmful to the people you care about to go buy buttery lard and give it to them as a present. And now they have to use all of their willpower to resist the goodness you have brought in. And then you're not the only one bringing in a pile of baked goods. All their other patients are. And now they're wall to wall with, with sugary temptation. And it's hard. That's really hard. I live in a house right now with no milk chocolate. Great for me. If there were a basket of Hershey Kisses on my kitchen counter, I may be off the screen. I may be going to get them. It's just remove the temptation. And so please don't give out temptations that are harmful to the people you care about. Instead, get them a gift card, get them a blanket, a scarf, a candle, get them a jump rope, give them an, a, a fast pass to a CrossFit class or a yoga studio or ballroom dancing, whatever. Those are thoughtful things that show you care. When you bring in junk food, you just make their lives a little bit more difficult. So um, I encourage you to avoid being that guy. Makes sense. And then interesting, uh, what doctor, I mean, most doctors hopefully are preaching healthy habits. So to say, yes, I know you want me to be healthy, but here's a bunch of sugary lard. I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. So be a little more thoughtful than that. However, uh, where I want you to end this is I want you to know that you're in complete control of you. And that's pretty spectacular to be so empowered. If you look in the mirror right now, just strip down naked and you stand in the mirror, other than your height, you did that, right? So whatever's going on with your body, you did that. Good, bad, ugly, you did that. If you are in great shape and you have your, your muscles are really strong and flexible and your endurance is great and you love the way you look, you did that. If you've packed on a bunch of weight and you're not feeling great and your back hurts, you did that. I don't say it to be mean. I say it because it's true. But the most important part of that story there is that you did that. You can undo that. You have so much power when it comes to who you are and who you're going to be. You're the only one that has power. There is, I'm sure, I'm going to say this with great confidence, everyone watching, there is nobody that pins you down at night and they duct tape you to the floor and then they jack up your jaw and then they pour in tequila and then they shove some cookies in and yum, 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 eat it, right? They <laughs> force your mouth into a chewing experience and make you swallow like we do with the dogs with the pills. 
nobody does that to you. So go look in the mirror and you just start by saying, I did this. I'm in complete control of me. I did this. And then you assess. You say, okay, I love this part about me. I love my smile. My teeth are really bright. I, I floss every day. I brush. I got a great smile. Um, wow, my arms are really strong. My legs take me really far. Focus on the things that you love because it's good to feel good about yourself. No matter what, you deserve good, good feelings. However, maybe there's some things you would like to edit. We all have some things we'd like to edit. Then you figure out how to edit them. Hopefully, this show has been helpful to you. If you learn the exact formula for weight loss, you learn about fitness, strength, cardio, flexibility, balance training, then you know that you have the power to edit yourself. You don't hire an editor. That's a plastic surgeon, I guess. But you still have to worry about fitness. There's so many plastic surgeons who are frustrated because they've they've nipped and tucked their customers. And then their customers go back to the same old habits that gave them a situation they weren't happy with. So um, you have complete power over you. And I want you to really wrap your head around that because I love having control. I love having control. And I don't say that as a weirdo, like I'm type A, I'm type A on certain things. And then the things I can't control, I let go, which makes me easy breezy. But me, I love having control of me. I love when I go to the gym, I can make progress. And and quite often don't see it that day, right? Almost never. But as time accumulates and your workouts have progressed, you can start seeing the difference. I love that. I love making healthy choices that boost my immune system. This is a time where people are so worried about sickness and viruses and so forth. Okay, well then prove it. Prove it with your habits. Prove it by putting in foods that fight disease that fight radical cells. Put Get some antioxidants, some colorful berries in your body, some dark green leafy veggies. If you care about your health, let's care about your health. And we started off with the fact that, you know, when illness or injury strikes, all you wish for is your health. You know, when you're diagnosed with let's whatever, uh, you may sit down and think, God, please just, just let me be healthy. That's all I ask for. You don't care about having a fancy iPhone and a big boat when you're sick or when you're broken. All you want to be is pain-free and healthy. So um, focus on that now. Focus on that now. Healthiness feels so good. I love feeling so good. Oh, Dana, <laughs> I can't wait to see you too. We're going to have so much fun at Rocket City. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to meet your athletes and hug everybody there. That's kind of my thing, unless somebody doesn't want to be hugged. I haven't had anyone reject a hug yet, but it could happen. Uh, but yeah, go forth and take great responsibility for you. Know that you did it. Whatever you're, what's going on with you, you did that, and then you have the power to make it better. And I'm excited that on January 1st, y'all are going to be emailing me or messaging me on social media. You're going to go, Fitz, I accomplished XYZ. This is the first time in my life that I have lost weight between Thanksgiving and New Year, or I have built my endurance up, and now I can run a full 5K without stopping, whatever. Oh, and here's a sidebar. I have an online training group called the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge. You're all invited to join. It's free. It's a place where I give out great fitness guidance. And then thousands of people support each other and encourage each other and hold each other ac accountable towards a healthier lifestyle. It's called the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge. It's not a hotness, but whatever. Anywho, I've laid out a challenge this month for everybody to choose a goal for themselves and then 
you know, commit to it for December. And then on January, everyone who's declared victory would be put in a pot to earn a, a prize, a cash prize, which is very exciting. But I asked everybody to choose a goal of a goal of their own. So I didn't say y'all need to lose 10 pounds or lose 1% of your body fat. Not everybody needs or wants to lose weight. But their goal setting was so thoughtful. And um, so I have multiple people who have committed to stretching more, like 20 minutes in the morning and at night. So after they wake up in the morning, they're going to stretch, 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 which is going to make their day so much better. And then at the end of the day, she's going to stretch some more and that's going to make her sleep more comfortable. And it's really going to undo a lot of the stress uh, consequences that she experienced throughout the day. So I'm really excited about the stretching. Um, I have Kelly. Kelly has been battling brain cancer and she has committed to walking a 5k every single day of December every day. And so she could do one mile in the morning, two at night. It doesn't matter to me, but that's a really thoughtful goal. Um, we have commitments to sticking with the exact formula and strength training every day and, and on and on. It just thrills me. It just thrills me that there's so many grownups that are willing to say, hey, I'm important. I know that I need to make progress and I'm going to focus on me. I'm committing. And so it's so really just very special. If you would like to take part in that challenge, the hottie challenge is kind of committed right now, but still you can email me and say, Fitz, I'm ready to make a commitment for the holidays and this is what I'm going to do. And then you and I can communicate You know, just reach out on social media. We can do that together. Uh, but it's really exciting to, you know, do something for yourself. Look at this, Rachel May. Hurrah! Rachel just got a new job. I think I'm really excited for you, Rachel. She's brilliant. I love you. And then we get Christy. We only get one body. That's right. That's right. You know, they can replace some parts and give you a new hip, a new knee. But for the most part, you get what you got. And you got to spend your whole life with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, would you rather drive a Datsun, <laughs> broken down Datsun or a brand new Ferrari? I'd take the Ferrari. And uh, to me, that doesn't mean you look like a hot swimsuit model. That means you feel good. You're powerful. Your body can do wonderful things. It can do everything you really want it to do. And you feel good about the way it looks. And it, it really varies um, apparent aesthetically, but I just want you to take good care of you. We put a lot of priority on our, our vehicles and maybe even our homes, which is nice to live in a great place and nice to drive a car we feel good about, but so much more important to take care of this vehicle that drives our little brains around. Um, yeah. So that was it. Today, I just wanted to talk to you about fitness. I hope you'll share this maybe with somebody who doesn't know me, somebody who you love, who needs a little kick in the can, someone who needs the truth. Um, send this their way. This will remain online and anyone can access it. While I'm here, I'm going to say that uh, I've had a great November. I announced the OC Marathon weekend, the uh, LA Big 5K, the St. Pete Run Fest, Route 66 Marathon weekend in Tulsa, and all have been absolutely spectacular. I'm so fortunate to be affiliated and uh, be the voice of so many extraordinary events. Uh, it just really makes me happy not only to be at the events, but then to have access to you. I loved you all. So I love you all so much and I've missed you. So whenever I can get my hands on you, it makes me smile. 
uh, just fills my heart up. It makes me so happy. So I have a couple more events this weekend. I'll be in Savannah, Savannah Bridge Run. If you've not registered yet, I think you can still do that. Use discount code fitness. And then next weekend, I'll be at Huntsville, Alabama for the very first time announcing Rocket City Marathon. It's a marathon. It's a half marathon and kids races. I think we're going to add more distances next year, but that should be an absolute blast. They have an actual comic book theme uh, adventure for the athletes with a storyline. So it's not just about running. It's about embedding yourself as into this innovative story in a very cool place. So I'm excited. I'll be there with Rudy and uh, hopefully fill up my calendar even more for 2022. I have my staples. I'll be at LA Marathon and OC Marathon and Buffalo and uh, Big Sur and Monterey. I have a whole list of wonderful events I'll, I'll be at, but I'm always, always looking to ask more. So if you're somewhere near your favorite race director and their race announcer is boring, introduce them to me. Okay. I love you all. Do better for yourself. Be better. Commit. Commit. Don't let this go. I want you to get to January 1st, looking in the mirror and thinking, hot damn, I can't believe I did it. And then we'll challenge you to do something else. Okay, friends, I'm going to go. Have a wonderful week. Get to work. Bye, everybody.